Wait, hold on. What are we saying? This is Victoria and Patrick, and we are tea people. Are we? I already started recording, it don't matter. I like that when they said it yesterday. This is Patrick, this is Victoria, and we are tea people. We're cuties. Cuties. Oh. Hi, this is Patrick. And this is Victoria. And we are QTs. Or we're just tea people. I'm sorry, I enjoy dad jokes. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, so welcome yeah. to our show. How do we want to go about this? So I guess introduce yourself and then I'll go and I'll talk about myself. Okay. So I am Victoria. I am the sister of Patrick. That's not my only identity, but I am a advocate of the APIA community, which stands for Asian Pacific Islander. Um, and we own Tea Street together, which is a locally owned tea house. I'm Patrick, and I am advocate for raving. I enjoy music festivals. I literally just do nothing all the time. I spent 10 hours playing League of Legends because I'm secretly 16 and still in high school. And I am ready to start this. So what is our topic for today? What are we doing? Well, we want to introduce the show, which we have decided to call What is the Tea? And maybe we should talk a little bit about that. How did this come about? Where did this idea come from? And why are we using What is the Tea? Um, I'm a, I obsessively listen to podcasts, and I feel like I've converted Victoria into listening to podcasts. I don't know how successfully we will because we're both very uncharming people and very boring. Um, but yeah, we just thought it'd be cool if we put our voices to on the mic and see where we can take it. Um, Maybe two uncharming people together can provide some weird entertainment or just boring become entertaining, intriguing conversations. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so we came up with what is a tea because right now we're in the middle of a quarantine from COVID-19, the novel coronavirus. And there's a lot of hate that has come up or really just surfaced for specifically towards Asians and Asian Americans um, in predominantly white countries. And so we wanted to really address these issues and we've experienced certain things ourselves and we wanted to talk about it. So what's the tea? Have you, have you experienced anything? I feel like you go out more than I do. I mean, outside of weird looks, but it's more of like, it's more of like the major events and how that affects our business our outlook, our perspective. Um, I personally haven't, thankfully, received any outright or violent racism. Have you? Mm, not, I don't really leave. I literally just sit in my room and play 
play games all day. <laughs> like, <laughs> I watched three anime, three seasons of anime. But I mean, like, I did remember I was standing outside of like the shop with like a couple like of Asian friends, and we were just talking, and then. Some like high schoolers walk by, and then they literally took their shirts and covered their mouths. So I don't know if like if they were just like oh you know like being funny or like it definitely felt kind of racially charged. And then like did you hear about like the article where some uh some guy started stabbing the family? Like that's super sad. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's been getting like weird looks. Like just it's kind of like. Crazy right now. It's unfortunate. Yeah, is really what it is. That there's no logic at all that you could possibly think. Oh, this virus started in 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 China, and therefore every Asian-looking person has it. And by me being in their presence, I can catch it. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, racism never makes sense. Cause then, like, do you hear about the article? Hear about the lady who got shot? Oh yeah. In Lakewood. Yep. No one like there. I don't know, dude. She's like randomly in her car and just gets blown to bits, and like that's incredibly sad for the family. Like it is. So just to give some context, what happened was there was a sixty-some-year-old woman that was driving to work around four thirty a.m. and um, she got shot. Just randomly and um a nearby um grocery assistant heard the gunshots so-called 911 um they found her on the side of the road and um she was rushed to the hospital but died they couldn't save her yeah like i don't even know what it is like there's no reason given out yet but it's also like what I feel like we live in like it almost feels so anarchic with the times right now there's no like rule of law I mean there is but it just doesn't feel as safe anymore it doesn't and it's like even more so feels less safe just like going around being I don't know Asian do you feel like you're doing things differently or you're going out less because you don't feel safe? Well, I'm going out less because of quarantine. Wow. <laughs> I mean, other than being a good citizen and following rules and also socially distancing yourself and not being an unknown carrier and spreading it, do you feel like you try to hide yourself from the public because you are Asian? Are you afraid that you will get targeted and attacked? Not necessarily, but it does cross my mind. It does cross my mind though. Cause it's kind of like, if I'm going out, I'm more cognizant of like what I'm doing and then like on and what people are doing. So then it's like, if I like accidentally cough, which I really try not to, like I definitely am like very well hydrated whenever I go to the grocery store and make sure I have zero dry throat. <laughs> but it's like, if I cough, like, for sure, someone's gonna look right at me. And it's like, uh-oh. Like, it's kind of like a meme now within like all the Asian Facebook groups, but it's it's true. Do you feel like it would be different if it was 
like a white person that coughed instead, do you think that they would react differently than if you coughed? I, I think so. It feels like it right now. They would. So you think that they would specifically look at you more than they'd look at the white person? Actually, no. I think if any person coughing right now, they would get stares. But it's like... I don't know. I feel like I'm getting more stares. And I don't know if I'm just being more sensitive towards it or more attuned to it now. Do you think people are still... So initially when this all started, everybody was like, oh you know, like very, the racism was up and high. Do you think now it has gotten better? Do you think that people are less ignorant about it? Or do you think that there's still a lot of ignorance? I think there's still a lot of ignorance on it. I mean, the fact that like, you know, after a certain press release with Trump talking about injecting (laughs) (laughs) disinfectant and people started injecting disinfectant so like that's that's like a lot of like things that cross my mind I don't know if it's worse or gotten better or has just stagnated you bring a really good point there about Trump on during a press release saying that oh I wonder if injecting disinfectant will prevent or kill corona or other kinds of bacteria. Do you think that what we need as Asians and Asian Americans in the U.S. is an ally? Do you think that we have allies in office? No, definitely don't. I mean, did you remember the article Andrew Yang put out? Yeah. So Andrew Yang posted an article where he basically perpetuated the and just basically said as we as asian americans have to be even more american than a regular american which that is kind of i get his sentiment but it's misguided and it's misplaced because what it does is it just perpetuates the model minority stereotype that has been within the asian community for generations now at this point decades decades on decades where and you want to explain what a model minority is i don't know if any it's just essentially being the quote-unquote star minority it's the group that you want to become as a person that's not white because you do well in school you follow rules you don't draw attention to yourself you're passive you don't speak up it's the perfect group of people to be controlled. You want to be like them. And that was a very unfortunate article because it's, you know, as someone who is trying to run for president himself, like you can't be, you're supposed to like kind of show us and be the leader, not like, you know what? Let's just try to sweep this under the rug. What we, our parents used to do, like our parents endured like hell of racism when they came And then, like, I'm sure, like, a lot of other people who are very similar to us, like, their parents endured tons of racism, racism, remarks, looks, and always just sweep it under the rug. That's just how it's always been done. And that's how the model minority comes from. That's how it begins and gets perpetuated. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of Asian immigrant families that first generation, when they... 
come to America and they think that the best way for them to adapt to the culture is to reject the culture that they came from. Whatever that may be, if it's Vietnam, if it's China, if it's Thailand, they completely reject it. So they assimilate, they try to assimilate as much as they can by not speaking their own language and only speaking English, by not eating their own food anymore, but wanting to be as quote-unquote American as they can be, as Andrew Yang had said. So completely depleting themselves of anything that they were before to become Americans. But that's like with every single like immigrant though. Most immigrant families go through that. And I feel like, I can't talk for like other cultures, but I guess like within Asian cultures, it's more of like, it's such a prideful thing for us to be like, we find our own culture again. Because then like, I know a lot of second and third gens are mostly the second gen, third generations of people where, oh, we need to find like, we will never look the same. We always look different. You know, we're always going to be like, have an Asian look to us. <laughs> and it's like, it's always about that rediscovery of like, what is our roots? Why do we look this way? Where do we come from? Like our native land, like America is home, but it's also it's like, I have cultural roots to China and Vietnam, or I guess we do. But did you ever think about, so, okay, speaking of that, we look different. Have you heard about all those articles where China right now is creating all of this propaganda by saying that foreigners are the ones that really brought COVID into China and they're trying to get their people to unite against the U.S. Do you think that us as Asian Americans specifically would be looked at differently in that sense too? We clearly do not. It's not that we look different from them, but it's the way that we carry oh, ourselves, sure. the way we dress. We for are sure. distinctly different from they, them. Definitely. So, we're, we're American to like... A straight up like Chinese person's eyes, we're American. What kind of position does that put us in then? We're rejected here in the US and we're rejected where our ancestors came from. Our daily life. <laughs> like <laughs> so when mean, when do so you, you mean the when, life in the four quarters corners of our house in quarantine? This is all when, we have left. <laughs> when did when have you ever felt fully Chinese? And when have you ever felt fully American? I've never felt fully either it's always been like a little bit of here and a little bit of there the only time i've ever truly felt something was like i'm asian american where in that whole like cultural aspect of being asian american that's kind of come about in the past like few years right so it's the importance and the use of the hyphen yeah so where does that leave us then like what does this mean for what does this mean for us in our daily lives and it's, let's apply this in a micro level rather than macro just talking about the general like how does this affect our daily lives what can we do to move forward by talking about it hence what's the tea or whatever the name is i forgot <laughs> <laughs> i forgot the name but i don't know it's like it brings the conversation forward we're not the only ones that are doing it, but it, it does it from a perspective of like people who are not, we have our own daily lives where we have to do things every single day and work. Yeah. It is important that we need to talk about it because this isn't something that we asked to, to happen to us. And now that it has, where does this leave us? Where... 
now there's all this random hate that is shot towards our way and how do we cope with it like how do we deal with it and how do we manage as a group of people that are being blamed for something that they didn't do it's it's bizarre to think about it's not something like I sit here and think oh you know like today I'd like to figure out how to solve this problem that doesn't exist but it's happened I mean the the way I feel like you all, people normally go to is like education. But that's so hard. Like, how do you educate someone who's unwilling to learn? Or how do you reach through to someone who's unwilling to be on the receiving end? Huh? Sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because it's like, you think, you, you always like read like those uplifting articles like, oh, you know, um, this guy and this girl got married and then like the guy was like, you know, black and then the girl's dad was like very racist and it took them like years and years of like living together and being together and seeing what, who the person is for him to get over his own racism. Like education can only get so far it's about like it's always i feel like the best way it's always to like know a person and then from that person that person you know is like the catalyst to get this thing rolling i worded that so horribly <laughs> but i don't know i think it's definitely an interesting time if you think about where we were before all of this started globalization was at was at its peak. We were, there's a ton of traveling and it wasn't just with diplomats, like how it used to be a long time ago. It wasn't just trade and merchandise, but it's just average Joes like you and me going everywhere all the time and being able to see other countries, other cultures. But what is it gonna be like when we start to return to some form of normalcy? So of course it's different here with all of the hatred towards Asians and Asian Americans. And what is it gonna be like when we are able to get on a plane again and travel? To think about that is interesting, how we're essentially going backwards in time right now. Not in time, but with our ideologies and It's astounding. Yeah, it definitely feels like we're going backwards. Because in like how many years... I mean, it took Trump literally one tweet to erase <laughs> like the decades of Asian American, you know, involvement. Like literally last year because of like, what was it? What's that movie that came out? Um, Crazy Rich Asians? Yeah, like that one was like, oh, Crazy Rich Asians. Now it's like... 2020 is going to be the time, you know, the year of, like, Asian-American involvement and movement and all this, and boom, one tweet, done. Done for. But then that brings in another thought, is do you really think that it was that one tweet that was a catalyst to everything, or was that just the straw on the back of, what is that? The straw that broke the camel's yeah. back. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, does, is it really that easy, that one tweet of what 1400 characters 
less than 100 characters can do all of this or has it always been there? It's just that it wasn't brought out openly. I don't know. Because it's like, I think it's always been there. And I, I don't know, like, what I really hope that is, like, this is, like, the last, like, the revenge of, like, you know, that whole type of, like, hatred movement. Like, after this wave, we can, like, move forward more, like, somehow get through this and then, like, not have any more of that lingering hatred towards, you know, other races. But it's gonna be there. And on that note... <laughs> But it will. I mean, that's the reality, is that it will. You don't just wake up one day and feel like, oh, yeah, but it I'm takes... not racist anymore. I mean, that's what I'm saying, like, the last generation of it, though. Hopefully it becomes the last generation. Because then even, think about how the LGBTQ community was, like, prosecuted. And no one, like, you know, like, it, it, almost, it almost feels like overnight. But then, like, we're, like think, about, think about the numbers and the stats. Look at the number of Trump supporters there are. And a lot of them tout things like, oh, they're against gay rights and gay marriage. They don't, do not like immigration and they feel like that they're taking the jobs away from them. So We'll edit that out at 2148. <laughs> I mean, there, there are still a lot of supporters. There's, I mean, the stats show that there are supporters of that they think that gay rights and um, immigrants should not be part of the workforce in the U.S. I mean, there's a lot of those people out there still. So, I mean, then it makes you wonder, well, where are they? Why do they think like that? And how do we, how do we show them our perspective will they be open-minded enough to listen to us and clearly we're not seeing something in that we see in this light and we think that oh yes this is how things should be but they're clear way on the other end i don't know i mean because it, it doesn't help to like i feel like it never helps to like continue hatred with hate like fight hatred with hatred like oh you but it's also like you can't like be soft you can only like turn the it it feels shitty to turn the, the other cheek like every single time but it's also like how else are you supposed to do it you fight back because then now forever it's cemented oh you you know they're just as like fucked up and crazy as like you know as we think that they are well, you're right. You don't fight hate with hate. No one ever will listen if you just tell them that you suck, you're stupid, and your ideologies and beliefs are dumb. Another tactic and technique has to be used. But first, you have to understand where they come from, why they think that they, why they think the way that they do, and then somehow you can befriend them and help them understand where you come from and that's obviously a lot more work but I do think that there are some issues with the way that we are tackling issues in that 
a lot of the times it's like, oh, let me show you all these stats. Let me show you the reasons why you're wrong and you're, the way you think is inaccurate. But it's like nobody wants to hear that they're wrong. Everybody thinks that they're perfect and they're great and they're good people. People don't genuinely ever really think I'm a bad person and my beliefs are horrible. They think that they're good people. So how do we go about then? It's, a t it's time, it's patience, it's a lot of hard work. It's hard to imagine yourself in another, in another person's shoes because you're so engraved. I feel like the only way you can really see it is like if you see it, if you see this light, you know, like the way people look at you, the way people like kind of treat you a little differently. You can never truly understand unless you are literally in that exact position. That's true. Yeah, I mean, because it's like I will never understand what, you know, like a white person, a black person, a Mexican person, like any of their perspectives. I can never truly understand that because everything that I look through has my own perspective onto it. So like, how do you make them understand? Through mediums of television? <laughs> Media? Articles? Where they can visually see it or read it? I think the approach though is, yes, all of that is important, but I think more than anything, the approach needs to be a little bit softer. That, going back to what you're saying, that you can't fight violence with violence. And that's like the biggest thing that I'm stuck on right now is that these people don't like us. And I don't think they even know why they don't like us. They're like, oh, they're Asian, we hate them. Or, oh, they're black, we don't like them. We think this and this and this about them. But like, where did that even come from? And so if you tell them, you're dumb, like, why the hell do you think that? And they're gonna be like, well, you know what? You're dumb too. So it has to be a softer approach. I mean, like, yeah, are we angry and are we upset? Yeah, clearly, like, it's unfair and it's unjust. And it sucks that we have to be patient and forgive and not let it bother us. But I think that that is probably the better approach to getting people to understand. That has to be it. And I mean, what else? I guess you can't, you can't really do any. That is all, I feel like, yeah, that's the more sound way of doing things. Well, excellent way to end. Everyone should go watch Darwin's Game. It's on Crunchyroll. All 11 episodes are out. It's very good. It's probably anime of the year. You want to sign off with anything? <laughs> Go and make yourself a cup of tea. Let's decompress after this intense conversation. Or you just come by and get something. Yeah, or you can come <laughs> by and get some wonderful tea crafted by us. We're there all the time. So you get to see our lovely base faces. All the time from Thursday through Sunday, 12 to 8. at all other times we're at home. Yes, because we're following social distancing rules. <laughs> and you should too. Alright, well, so goodbye, I guess. I don't know how to end this. That's it.